What up, everybody? This is your boy, Money Mob, the councilman of the streets. Go to anchorfm.com to open up your new podcast series. You can catch the Money Mob Report on anchorfm.com, as well as Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and other different places that promote podcasts. And don't forget that Anchor FM is your home for dope podcasting. Peace. What is the deal, everybody? This is your boy, Money Marv. This is another Sunday night culture talk show with your boy, Money Marv. Waiting for my caller to call in on the check-in. Happy Sunday to everybody. Okay. Hello. Hey, good after, good evening, good evening. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I am great. Sorry, I missed your call the first time, but how's everything? Everything is going good. Going good, folks. Who I have on the line with me tonight? This is Miss Janie DeCosta, book author, writer, self-publisher, and all that other good stuff. Welcome to the Morning Marv Report, Miss Janie DeCosta. I thank you for having me. Okay, okay. Um, you're welcome. The pleasure is all mine. You know, we family. We got to support each other, you know, in, in this oh, yeah. business, you know, because podcasting to radio hosting and to writing, it's all journalism, honestly. Even what you do is another form of journalism. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Definitely is. So let's get into it. When did you first realize? Okay, so when did you first realize you wanted to be a writer? Well, I, I really, I started writing poems, poems when I was in high school, but I never really got into the writing part, you know, like writing a story. And so um, one day at work, years later, years later, I was at work and um, I don't know, I just heard a voice that said, for me to write a book, and I was like, write a book, you know, I had no idea what type of book, or, you know, or even, even how to even begin to write a book, but uh, I was thinking, I, it sounded like to me, like the voice of God, you know, telling me to do something, so I said, well, you know, I went and got me a pad and paper, and I started writing, and um, I wrote my first book, I wrote my first romance novel, oh. Man of My Dreams. <laughs> Man of Your Dreams is the first the first actual book you wrote? Wow. Back, way, way, way back in 2005, years ago. <laughs> okay, so you, you got a long catalog, Mr. Costa, I see. From what I see, you know, looking up during doing my research on you, you got about 19, 20 books that I know of. And I know I purchased one a long time ago, Color of Love, I think is a dope book. And my mom and my aunts done took the book from me because they loved it so much. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, yes. that, that was a good read. And I, you got some great reviews on a lot of these other books that you wrote as well in the current time and the past. I definitely love. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. Um, yeah, I, I have um, when the vows break. Um, and um, I have uh, so, something new, part one and two, which is an interracial read that I recently published. And then I started on my what my sister didn't know series, which is a two-part book. 
you know. Mm, okay. you know? Yep. I've been kind of, kind of busy. Nah, I got you. Now, how do you vicariously come up with these different stories and characters for each book that you write? Like, how do you do that? Like, how, you know, like, how, how do you come up with that? You know, because I can't even do that. <laughs> I can't even well, do that. Well, it's... <laughs> I, um, how can I explain it? Uh, I just... Like, you know, I take my topics from you know, what's going on in, in everyday life, you know, um, everyday problems, you know, um, especially when it comes down to um, men and women relationships and stuff. And um, I just sit down and, and, and I, did, I just start writing and, and the, the characters just, just come, come to me, you know. Comes to you. Even before I give the, the, the book a title name, I'm, I'm already writing the story. Gotcha, I gotcha. So you don't have nothing in place. You just kind of going off a of feeling, a vibe, and the energy. I gotcha. Right, right. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. You know, I've thought about writing a book, but how long does it take to actually write a book? The process of that. Well, it, it, it varies from person to person, but uh, with me, um, I can write a like a 45,000-word book uh, novel in between six to nine months. Okay, 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 okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not mm -hmm. bad at all. Now, what is your schedule like when you're writing a book? Is it like something you do after work? Or, you know, you take maybe two hours out your day throughout the week or something like that? Do you have something set up like that? Are you just doing well, whatever when, you when have I the was, time? Yeah, when, when I was working, I used to write on my lunch break. When I was working, but now that I'm retired, you know, my my hours are very much my own now. Uh, so, but uh, my work schedule, uh, I like to write early in the morning when everything is nice and quiet. Oh, okay, okay. You like getting that, getting that morning sunrise, that peaceful setting, right. and over that hot cup of cocoa, or tea, or something, or coffee. I got you. I got you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Got that cup of mud. Get you. Get the mood right. Get the blood flowing. I got you. I got you. Right. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got yeah. you. Now, you know, I, and I've and coming across a lot of your stuff. You know, with the romance thing, I think is very, very cool and interesting. I mean, you know, to to write about romance in various different ways. I think is pretty dope and I, everybody can't do that you know and I come across a lot of different writers that have you know urban writers because I consider you an urban you know author you know in my opinion just the stuff that you write upon and you know like how you talk about the interracial things and stuff like that and I think that's very very dope and I don't see many people doing that I know a lot of people who who are in that genre of book writing and publishing and stuff like that you know they kind of do something a little different from you know the Terry Woods to the Nikki Turners and different stuff like that your writing is a little bit different from what I see Yes, yes. I, I'm I'm more of, of a con contemporary uh, writer. Um, I write in different. Um, you know, I, I like to take my stories, like I say, from from everyday life. So, just like with the interracial um, book, that that was my very first one that I ever um, written about inter inter um, racial relationships. Gotcha. And then I also 
um, written a Christian um, section, and that's when the vows break. And um, that that was a, about a pastor, Pastor um, Sidney Teal, and that was my first um, Christian fiction book that that I wrote. So I, I like to challenge myself in in different different areas, you know. I got you. I got you. Now, are you self-publishing some of these? Or are you working with different publishers? Like, how, you know, how do you do this? Because uh, enlighten me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm fine with the publisher. My publisher is um, Major Key Publishing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got you. So you signed with somebody. Okay, okay, okay. Congratulations on that. I applaud that young lady. That's big moves right there. Salute to you as well for that. That's 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 dope. That's very big. Now, how long did it take for you to get that actual publishing deal with Major Keys Publishing? Did it take several different books over the years? Uh, how did yes, that? Yes, it came with over the years, and, and it came with with um, trial and, and, and error also because when I first started out, you know, I didn't know anything about, um, you know, writing and um, what it takes to, to be a writer and to, 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 to get a publisher to really take a look at your book, you know. So I, I, I made some mistakes along the way. And, um, but, you know, when, when God tells you to do something, you know, he, he always provides a, a, a way. And so, you know, and as time went by, you know, I, I submit my books to different people and I got rejected. And um, but then after, you know, like I said, some years went by, I finally uh, found the right publisher for me. And, um, I, you know, I've been doing good so far. So. You know. That's good. Congratulations to you on that. You know, I, I definitely, mm-hmm. I'm definitely a fan of the work. Definitely a fan of the work. You know, and I definitely gotta, you know, purchase purchase a few more of them books to, you know, dig more into you as well. Like I said, I got the one. I haven't had time to get the rest of them. That the ones that I want to, you know, follow in up with now. What my sister didn't know. Let's talk about that book a right. little bit because I know that's the, you know, you did part one and part two to that. So let's talk about that for a minute. Now, okay. <laughs> what my sister didn't know now is this book about the sister doing something grimy to her sister or uh, let, 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 you, uh, let me, this, you ain't got to tell the whole story, just a little piece of it. Okay. Just a little piece of it. Okay, well, let me give you a, a quick, a quick uh, recap of um, book one. Um, book one is about the Michael sisters, um, Sapphire and Gage. Um, they love each other, you know, as sisters do. Um, but they have, like, deep-rooted emotional issues going on with them because their father uh, walked out on their mother when they were young girls. And they kind of have, like, abandonment issues. So that plays out into their relationships, you know, with with men and um like i said you know they they love each other but they they kind of like have a love-hate relationship because um sapphire is is mature and she's confident whereas gage is more like she has low self-esteem so the sisters are kind of like in competition with with each other and and that plays out in and they they relationship with each other and also with the the men that are in their lives, and so um, neither sister can't seem to stay uh, faithful oh. and to um to to men and you know and and that that's when the drama and the lies and stuff you know come into come, play come about. I got you right. 
Mm, interesting, interesting. Kind of like a Cain and Abel situation a little bit. Yeah, you got it right. There, there you got it right. <laughs> but now in book two that I just written, um, I, I want to tell the story in the eyes of the men so that that their um, men can have their voices of um, went, went on, on with them with the Michael sisters because you know y- y'all men always get the bad rap when it comes down to um, um, women and and drama and you know so I, I wanted um, the readers to see kind of like both sides of the story. I got you. I got you. Cause you're absolutely right, and that and folks, that is the truth. And this is a this is a a seasoned veteran woman right here that said that men always get a bum rap in relationships when things don't work out, y'all. So she ain't bashing the she ain't bad just bashing the men. She you know she she's speaking out for us. So in the second sequel of that book, wow, that's dope. I, I'm excited. I gotta check that out. Yeah, cause you know, cause that. Yeah, there, there, are some, there are still some good men out there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, definitely. You're right about that. You know, it just in this day and age, you know, for me being a guy in my, you know, 30s, I think, you know, my generation of men, you know, it ain't many good men that's in my generation in time. There's some, but they're not many, you know, because I think we have, you know, we, we have a, we're in a time and era where we're dealing with boys and not men. You understand what I'm saying? Right, trying to say, right. you know, we're dealing with, you know, a lot of boys, not men, because a lot of us are, you know, a lot of us are born to, you know, single mothers, you know, fathers are not around, not in our lives, right. and we're not taught certain things as like the baby boomer babies you know when they were coming up where they had the households of a mother and a father so i i got you i got you i got you well you know we all, i got you yeah, and that is, what'd you yeah, say that, that kind of messes up a lot of people when it comes down to commitment you know yeah yeah definitely and i think it's a lot harder for people of my generation to find you know that right person and sometimes i don't think you know i hate to say find the right person but find somebody that's compatible with you you know because we ain't never gonna find nobody the right person because the right person gotta be the person that you feel is the right person and people say i'm looking for mr right i'm uh she i'm looking for uh, you know i'm looking for miss right or mr right and sometimes you know they just don't come because you're looking and sometimes i tell people too you can't always look. You know, God gonna send somebody to you. He or she knows when you're coming. <laughs> right, right. And then, yeah, and then, and then, you know, just like you say, they're looking for Mr. Right, uh, Miss, um, Miss Right. But some, sometimes you, you have to be the the right person within yourself. Definitely. You're right. I agree with you 100%. And I think it's pretty dope that, you know, you being a married woman for a lot of years and you can, you know, tap into other, you know, other people's stories and kind of make them your own when you're doing your writing from the various books that I see. I think that's exceptionally great to do you know and sometimes do you feel like mm-hmm. you're in a you're a different person sometimes when you get into your stories um no um i just 
take my stories from, uh, just like you say, you know, life, life experiences that, that I've been through on, on my own, you know, and then um, and from and from what's going on today, because just like you were saying earlier, the, the relationship that we, that, that I had, you know, back in the day, is, um, this, this day and age, you know, people don't seem to, like, want to stick things out. It's like, you know, if they're together, if it's not working within two or three months, they, they're ready to quit, you know. But see, we, we, we older people, we kind of like, you know, ride or die sometimes, you know, when it comes down to um, making making our marriages or our relationships um, work, you know. Yeah. And so I, I just um, take things, you know. Little bits and my, pieces. My I hear you. Yeah. Little different be- bits and pieces, you know, when you're putting the gumbo together in the kitchen and you whip up something good. I got it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So pretty much, your books are mostly, you know, contemporary romance theories type of books. Now I'm gonna ask you this, Miss Miss Janie. Um, who was who was your writer's inspiration? Who what uh, what book did you see that wanted to make you write? You know, besides the poetry and stuff like that, was there a specific kind of author that caught your caught your eye or something that you read to make you want to write more? Or? Yes, the, the author um, Terry Terry McMillan. He he was one of my favorites, and um, uh, um, Eric Jerome Dickey. Okay, I read one of his um, books. Milk and My Coffee was a good read from him. Yeah. Yes, yes, and um, that that's you know some of my inspiration. I got you. What does your family think about your writing? Not me. I'm just well, other, other people, <laughs> other family members. <laughs> um, at first they they um couldn't believe that that you know that I I wrote a book. You know, it was like, oh, you wrote a book for real? You know. And but then once they they saw, saw the book stop coming, you know, one after another, then then they was like, okay, all right, well she, you know, she she is, you know, she's dedicated to what she's doing, and um, so so now you know everybody supports me, even to even my my grandchildren, you know, uh, they they've been a very uh, inspiration to me, they they supported me throughout the years. My my husband is is my backbone, you know, he he goes with me when I go on book signings and stuff, so. They've um, been pretty good. That's good. That's good. That's a blessing. That's a blessing to have, you know, the family behind you, backing you up, mm-hmm. you know, because we need that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I do this podcast and radio and stuff, and hey, and no, none of the family support me, but hey, it's all good. I keep on ticking and I keep moving, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, yeah. Don't worry. So one day they... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... And that's why I reached out to you because we family and I just wanted to share your story with my audience because I think that what you're doing is is dope. It's great and I love it. And, you know, and what advice would you give up and coming writers? Good or good, good advice would you give up and coming writers who want to get into, you know, book publishing book writing and publishing like what advice would you give them just one one piece something you need something that that they would need to know where they don't make blunders like you did mm-hmm. um well the one piece of advice I, I will give them is um to beware of the get rich um quick schemes 
that's out there that you know like that uh, you have some companies or agencies that tell you um if you send me your book um you know i can make you rich overnight or you know those type of stuff stay stay away from, from that from that type of stuff because writing is is a journey you know you um you, you, you don't get rich overnight, you know. You but you, you do have some stories where somebody write a book and you know it, it, the book just you know goes bananas with it. But you know that it, that don't happen every day. So I just would tell them to just be patient and and keep writing and um, stay away from um, the scammers. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Just don't be giving people your money and all that. I got you. I got you. Don't just be somebody tell you they can. Yeah. They're gonna put you out there, and in the long run, they ain't really mm-hmm. doing nothing but taking, take, take, ripping you off, taking money from your pocket, taking money from. Don't be giving away money from your household and all that. I got you. I got you. Good advice. That is actually good advice. You know, and I think people should apply that with a lot of different things, especially with this online thing now my question to you miss Janie is do you think that the digital the digital audio books and the what is it the Kindles and all that take away from the sales of the paperback books that are being bought oh yes it, I mean yes um me me for, for instance for my um my preference I, I like to have a paper book because I, I like to be able to through the pages. But now, see, you, you got these um, younger generations that you know everybody's online and and like you say the Kindle and stuff and Nook and so yeah, it, it, it does take away from the paper sales. I got I've kind of figured that I, I, I've kind of I was thinking of that thinking that before you know last week as you know I've reached out to you and come on the Money Marv report and talk to me and that was something that I wanted to ask you because I've, I've kind of felt that way too about a lot of different things now are your books being sold in the prison systems because I know a lot of books go through the prison system do you have anything going through the prison systems now that because I know the prison system is a big Big, big book sale on the paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, not not at this time. I don't. Um, that's that's something I would have to take up with with my my publisher. Um, but at the moment, I, I I don't think our books are available through the prison system at the moment. You know, because I you know like as you said, Terry McMillan, Eric Jerome Dickey, those authors who inspired you to write. I've came across some of their books in the prison system as well, and I asked that because I know that's like a, a pretty big thing. You know, a lot of authors are cashing in off the prison systems, off the paperback books, and I was just, you know, now I just gave just gave you a gym some food for thought to make some extra money. You better get in on that because I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know they got all these, you know, all these prisons. They're private, and they you can have your publisher mm-hmm. post in some of the prison catalogs where people buy stuff like that. Because I'm pretty sure the stuff that you cooking up with them, with them books and them sequels. Now, I definitely think you would your sales mm-hmm. would definitely increase. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm going through my notes and all that, so bear with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, 
what was what, what was one of your favorite books that you wrote one that you like be like you know what that was my masterpiece right there I think that would be uh, when the vow breaks. When the vow because, breaks. Um, that, yeah, that's de- dealing with, uh, like I say, Pastor Sidney Till, who is, who is a pastor of a mega church, and um, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of secrets that that goes on in, in the churches, in the church also, you know. And um, mm-hmm. when I wrote that book, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's and, they uh, um, I, I got. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got many good good reviews from that, you know, and um and I I think I I think I would call that my masterpiece. Um, that's cool. That's cool. That, I did see some of the reviews on that that particular book you named. Very good reviews, man. You know, four and a half stars out of five. Four <laughs> stars, not bad. That's pretty dope. I gotta, I gotta definitely make sure I, I purchase that one as well because you know, as you said, that's that's one of your masterpieces, your favorite ones. When the vows are broken, right? And you say, as you talk about the church, and st- go ahead and say it again. Correct me. It's when the vows break. When the vows break. I definitely seen some of the reviews and you got a lot of good reviews on that one. And as you touched on about how like things go on in the church that get overlooked because, you know, people say we in church, this is supposed to be a house of God. And there's a whole lot of evil stuff be going on in the house of God sometimes. So I'm definitely going to have to make sure I go get that book there to definitely check that out. And hopefully, you know, my moms don't see it because she be trying to keep my books because my mother's an avid reader as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to do that. Definitely going to have to check that one out. Now, when you, you know, now, so, so when you, when you, when you got all the crazy stuff and you ain't being mom and you go into your, to your writer's mode, do you have a alter ego when you in your writer's mode? Like, you know, it could be like how Beyonce got Sasha Fierce. Do you have something like that when you getting into your writer's mode and you by yourself, your alter ego writer? Yeah, I think so because, like, just like I said, um, um, when 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 I'm writing, it's, it's it's not Janie that is writing. It's it's my characters takes over. It's it's their it's their story. Gotcha. So it's it's like, yeah, you know. So yeah, so you, I I think you can call that a, a alter ego, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you become a different person at the time and moment, you know, like hey. You know, like when I, you know, for me, when I talk to the kids that I work with at my job, you know, I tell them, don't let your, my imposter and your imposter can't meet. You know what I mean? And one of the young guys said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, okay, well, your name is such and such, but what what do you call yourself? And he said, oh, I call myself Q or something, a Qua or something to that effect. So I, auntie, so I said, okay, so, you know, Qua, Q, and you know, Mr. Marv can't meet, my imposter can't meet your imposter, cause it ain't a good look, <laughs> you know? So so that's what I mean by, you know, that alter ego kind of person. Hmm. Now, have you ever thought about yes. co- co-authoring some, some books for, for people, doing like autobiographies and stuff like that? 
No, no, not not, not yet. Um, I, I have had people to ask me, you know, to, to help them, you know, get started in writing. But, um, no, I hadn't um, thought about co- co-authoring. Mm. At the moment, at the moment, I got you, but you ain't you ain't ruling it out. But either in the future, if something, if something, if the money, right, something big, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, man, we all trying to get to a bag. We all trying to get to the money. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> nothing wrong with that oh, yeah. at all, you know. So now you said you used to write poetry growing up as a as as, as a child, right? Now, what made yes, uh-huh. so in high, school. in high school? Now, do you still have some of that, some mm-hmm. of those poems that you wrote in high school in a book, or, or no? Um, no. Well, in what my son and daughter wrote, they 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 wrote it. Um, no. Well, in what my sister um didn't know in at the end end of the book, I I've got a, a, a few poems in the back of the book that that I, I've written. Um, but no, I like you know, I stopped with with the poetry. I got you. So you kind of do you keep a daily journal of you know different notes and different ideas you know that you keep on standby. You know when you're going through your creative process. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I I have notes and then sometimes I get an idea in the middle of the night. You know, and I I, I have a notepad. Um, by my bedside, I can get up and jot something down real quick so I won't forget, you know, for the next morning. Yeah, I, I, I do that also. That's cool. Do you hear from, do you hear much, okay, hold on a second. Do you hear from your readers much? What kind of things do they say to you if they reach out to you on your social medias and stuff like that? Or, you know, do you do you hear from your readers at all? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I, I have that, you know, um, contact me through my website and, and they'll ask me questions about the, uh, one, one of my books that they like and um, some of them will ask me whether or not I'm going to do a part two, you know, a part three. You know, they, they love the characters and they, they want to know more about the characters, you know. And um, so, yeah, I interact with my readers. That's good. That's good. That, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool, because a lot of, you know, like, I'm a big James Patterson fan, you know, never reached out to him and left or anything, but I like some James Patterson stuff. I like him, too. You know, um, who else do I like? Sidney Sheldon. I think another good writer that I like. Um... So it's quite a few of them, you know, because I try to, you know, always go outside of, you know, the I'm gonna just say some of these books, I call them like, you know, urban hip hop literature books. You know what I mean? So I try to always, you know, go outside the box of reading different, you know, different different stories and different authors and stuff and not try to, you know, keep myself one-sided to, you know, to the urban thing. I always try to read out outside the box, you know, from different, different authors, from different genres and, stink, and things like that. I'm sure you yes, pretty yes. much do that as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I do the same thing because um, I, I like to read, you know, different um, other people and, and how, how they write, you know, and um, get, get a feel of, 
of um, their, their stories, you know. Yeah, you, you can't really just stay in one in one genre, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, cause you know. I like um. Go ahead. Who, who else do you like? I, I I like I like reading from different authors. Mm, I got you. Um, what else was I gonna ask you? Now, like you said, so it takes six to nine months for you to complete one book, right? Now, do you have, after you going through that mm-hmm. process of that, that, you know, six to nine month creative process of writing your book, you know, getting your editing done, do you have, do you have stuff, do you have something else lined up? You know, like, okay, boom, once I finish this, this project, I'm going to jump right, right into the next. You know, do you have stuff like that lined no. up or are you just kind of... You know, complete it. Let you know. Let let that one book marinate a little bit, and you know, get all the technical stuff handled. Yes, yeah, exactly. I I take a break when in, in between books. You know, I I just give give myself time to like re, 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 recoup. You know, yeah. and um, and I I just wait until the next idea comes. You know, comes into my mind. Do you ever get writer's block sometimes? Yes, yes, I do. Some, sometimes when you're writing, um, you know, the, the the story can flow for a while, and then, especially if you, if if you got a lot going on in in your personal life with, with me, if if I have a lot going on with my kids, uh, my grandkids, sometimes that that caused me to you know to kind of like put things on hold, you know, for a while. But then I, I just give myself a week or two to just, you know, relax and stuff, and then, then I, I can get back into it. Okay, okay. So now what my sister didn't know, part one and part two, is there a part three in the works? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all, now, I'm going to just take that as a, we're going to take that as a yeah, because she gave me that pause and snicker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. you know. I, I'll say maybe <laughs> Maybe Okay now something new You got a part one and part two to that Is there something in the back burner for that Or is something going to drop on that I'm trying to get some of the inside scoop <laughs> I, I put a maybe on that one too <laughs> oh, Okay 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 Now nah, I think you know So now is there a difference between short story novels and books? You know, I don't know the difference, I, you know, so I'm asking, you know, just as a reader and possibly becoming a potential writer down the road, <laughs> you know, a book author as well. Is there a difference between short story novels and, you know, books? And the full novel, yes. Uh, short story uh, novels is like I think around like 20 to 25,000 words maybe a little more but um yeah it's like a, a quick a quick read for you know for, for the readers mm. a short story now have you ever thought about but, doing um, short story series mm, no I, I I like I like to to do do the whole book thing you know I got you and, I got um, you I, I, 
dropped them 400 pages on you you know that, that i got you i got you you like to give everybody the whole the whole the whole cake i got you i got you get it all out of one swoop nah that's cool that's cool so folks that's listening because this yeah. interview definitely will be on spotify google apple and people and people can actually hear this so we definitely so when we share this out with the people they gonna hear you said it's a maybe on them on them on them on them sequels and prequels of them of something new and what my sister didn't know (laughs) so (laughs) you know i'm actually excited about about now now you got me definitely wanting to definitely you know read part one and two to both those, to both those stories, something new and what my sister didn't know. Because now I'm gonna be saying, okay, there might be a part three in the works. We never know, <laughs> you know. Listen, I, I tried, folks, so she ain't give me much, but she said there's a maybe, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I de- check them out. I definitely will check those out. I definitely will, you know, because I think like. I don't know what you what you doing is big, and I think you're in the category of the Terry McMillans and the Eric Jerome Dickies and the Terry Woods and the Nikki Turners, and I'm saying that as you know, as your nephew and you know and family and just being a fan of you know book reading, and I think that we should people should be reading more because people don't like to read in this day and age and we got a lot of illiterate people so the audio books may come in handy for some of those people i'm not bashing those people but i think you know reading has gotten lost over the years of with technology and different things like that people don't have to you know go to the library anymore you know they can go on their phones or a computer or a tablet or or an iPad and just pull up whatever they're looking for. So I definitely think reading is. Yeah, yeah you, you're right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I think I think so. I, hmm? Go ahead. I didn't hear what you said. I was saying that I think um, sometimes books are, books are, are better than movies. Sometimes you know, um, for to me, you know, you, you if if you got a good book that you you can uh, get on the couch and. And relax with you know, so sometimes it's it's better than than the movie. Yeah, yeah, and it makes you use your imagination a little bit more, as well. It definitely makes you right. use your imagination a little bit more. You know, I got a buddy of mine who actually, you know, he does. He actually reads, you know, different books, and he actually like, you know, posted the books on like YouTube that he's reading, and he kind of, you know ask the characters out as well you know and i came across them on youtube and he was doing like the different donald Goyne series you know from crime partners to black girl lost and i was like oh snap it's pretty cool you know to you know hear someone huh Mm -hmm. to reenact you know those what'd you say on jenny Hello. That that sounds cool. Yeah, you know, and and I started listening to this guy, and I would, you know, put my headphones on that at night when I can't sleep, and I was just like, oh snaps, and and I was like, oh snap, I like the way he actually put that together, and he actually promotes reading and always saying, you know, reading is very fundamental, and I think that, you know, 
hearing a person that I never came across do those stories and like, you know, play out those stories. And, and I said, that's a lot of damn time and work to do that, but the brother does it. And I said, you know, I, so I'm gonna get him on the show as well. And I'll send you a couple of his links on YouTube and you'll be like, oh snap, the guy, he's really good too. He's really good. <laughs> so maybe one day we can get him okay. to do one of yours, one of your, one of your reads <laughs> and, and put the, you know, put, put it out there, you know, if, if it, it's up to you though. But I think if I asked him, he would do it. Cause I think he does a really good job with all the Donald Goyne series and how he promotes, you know, reading. Cause I definitely think reading is fundamental and it is a good way to, you know, you know, open up your mind to different words and different things like that and how people say things like here in the North, I may say something a little different than you would in the South, you know, like our wordplay is different. And so I definitely, definitely, definitely got to get more back into the reading like I, like I used to do. Sometimes I don't have time to do that. Just how you say, sometimes you don't have time to, you know, you know, write, write your stories. Cause there's a lot going on in life. And, and I've been wanting to, you know, I got a couple things in the works as far as books that I've been writing, but I kind of had put them on. They sitting on my hard drive. I ain't get to finish them up yet, <laughs> but one day I'll get around to it when I stop doing the podcast. Yeah, well, 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 maybe one day you'll you get. I hopefully I can. Hopefully I can. Hopefully I can. I'll be able to come up with something, but I also want I want to learn from you as well, you know, and. You know, maybe you could give me a few pointers on some stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> you know, but I'm not going to hold you up. Miss Janie DaCosta, it was a pleasure having you on the Money Mob Report and chopping it up with you and having a good conversation. And let everybody know where they can find you on your social medias and where they can check your work out as well. So give, give go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying that they can find me on, um, you know, Facebook and, um, and at Twitter, Jane DeCosta, you know, and they, they, they can find my books on Amazon.com. Okay, Amazon. And you have a website, too, as well, right? Yes, my website is Okay. All right, I'm gonna keep you on the line. How I this is my quote of the day, my quote of the night, and I'm gonna tell everybody across the world: decrease the apathy, increase the consciousness. And when I when I say that, folks, I mean get rid of that negativity and push that positivity. Miss Janie DeCosta, it was a pleasure having you on the line, and we will be in touch, y'all. Yeah, Have I a, think okay. Uh -huh. Thanks for having me. No problem. Have a good night. God bless. Bye-bye.